seven of our what's inside the box podcast a show on all things running related on this week's episode we had the opportunity to sit down in store with two new jersey running legends in current villanova standouts liam murphy and marco langan both liam and marco have long resumes as former new jersey stars liam running locally at allentown high school and Marco running at Bridgewater-Rowardin. From multiple meet of champions and state titles to record-breaking times on the track and trails, their names are etched in NJ folklore. However, they didn't stop there. Their collegiate racing has propelled them to the next level. Most recently, at the time of recording this intro, Liam broke the Villanova indoor mile record that stood for 44 years. His time of 353.85 ranks him in the top 20 all-time ever run in the NCAA for the indoor mile. Marco has also smashed the four-minute barrier, recently lowering his PR to 356.24 this indoor season. We chat about their days of racing the trails of New Jersey, their transition and success at the collegiate level, what it is like to train under Villanova coach and legend Marcus O'Sullivan, their mental mindset when it comes to big races, and much more. This was a full circle moment for me as a Villanova alumni myself. I hope you enjoyed this conversation just as much as I did. So without further ado, Liam Murphy and Marco Langan of Villanova University. All right, Runner's Eye family, welcome back. We have two very special guests in the store with us tonight. Not only are these two guys two of the best distance runners to ever come out of the state of New Jersey, but they are currently tearing it up both on the track and trails for Villanova University. Um, so without further ado, we have Liam Murphy and Marco Langan here with us tonight to chat a bit about their Jersey roots, racing at the next level, collegiate success, and pretty much wherever this conversation takes us. Uh, so gentlemen, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's begin with a little bit of history. I mean, I always kind of try to take these conversations as to like an origin point, um, as to like when you guys both like found running. I know Murph, like you were kind of pulled away from soccer. You know, Marco, I don't know if what, what, what soccer was your history no, or anything. Lacrosse. Like? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I know. Um, let's kind of chat a little bit about you know how. Uh, you know, Murph, how you found the sport first, and Marco, we'll kind of kind of work our way to you. Yeah, I'd say uh, <clears throat> I really came from my brother starting running. Uh, he started, I think, around sophomore year, too, which I guess is around kind of when I started getting into it. But, um, yeah, no, he definitely set the groundwork for me. He switched over from soccer, too. Um, yeah, and then he found success with it with his coach in high school um, during that time. And, I mean, I was still, like, in middle school by then. So, I mean, I was still with all my soccer friends, like mm. just growing up, playing with them. So that was definitely like the main focus for me. Um, I think uh, probably up until I started running, like that was still my only goal, just to play college and soccer. So, I mean, that was like the biggest thing for me and what I wanted to focus on. But I mean, my parents wanted me to at least try it. So I tried it a little bit in middle school. Mm. I think I ran um, uh, track outdoor 
uh, Prince sixth grade, and I liked it a little bit. It was it was pretty fun. Uh, it was something to keep me in shape for soccer, so that's kind of why I did it. And then um, I did it in seventh grade as well. Didn't really like it as much in seventh, so then I quit um, in eighth, and then I was kind of set and just not running. I didn't really enjoy it that much, but uh, my parents had to try it again. Like, why not try it one more time for outdoor mm -hmm. um, spring, my freshman year of high school. And I did it again. Didn't really like it too much, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Um, and then my sophomore year, I kind of figured I was too small to keep playing basketball. Mm -hmm. So I figured I'd give it a shot um, in indoor, and then I had a little bit of success with it. So I think from there, that's kind of really when my gear started to, to change and realized I'd probably start running eventually. And mm -hmm. then, I mean, yeah, it was a tough decision just coming out um, of like that, that sophomore year playing soccer with all my friends. Like those are the kids I grew up with playing sports like all my whole life. So um, yeah, it was definitely tough, but I figured it was probably the right decision. And then my high school coach as well, like he was really, like the, the, the coach that was there during the time, he was mm -hmm. really like trying to get me to go over. Yeah, big individual. So I think, yeah, those are the, the reasons well, why I came over. What was the gap between you and your older brother, Connor? Um, Like six years, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't think like I was like, I think either. he graduated high school when I was in Seventh grade, I think. Okay. Seventh or sixth grade. So, right. um, I mean, yeah, I would go to his meets, and I'd probably just like I wouldn't really pay attention. I'd be there kicking a ball, like a soccer ball around. But um, I'd follow a little bit. So I had like a little bit of background. But he was definitely big too. Like when I started getting into it, just having uh, like hearing advice from mm -hmm. him because he like ran all the same courses and stuff, the same races. So that was really cool. Yeah. Was a big help for me. Yeah, I remember watching him win Group Three. I think. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. on the that track, was a really right? big deal for him. Yeah. yeah. I remember like yeah being there for that. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely. Marco, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I started running probably when I was in seventh grade. I kind of wanted to do it to get like fit for uh, lacrosse, and then I kind of wasn't really too into it. And then eighth grade year, I kind of still wasn't too into it, and I still wanted to keep doing it because I realized like it was helping me like play lacrosse and like get faster for that. So I kind of just decided like I'll keep doing it in high school. And then I had a good amount of success with it, like freshman year from cross country to indoor track. And I was about to just like for the outdoor season play lacrosse. And then I ended up winning like the freshman, like New Balance Nationals mm -hmm. thing that yep. they had. And I was like, damn, this shit's pretty cool. And my friend was like, my friend was kind of talking shit saying like, oh, if Marco doesn't run indoor track or doesn't run outdoor track, he's not going to be like as good and he's going to fall behind. So I was like, damn, like. <laughs> I would kind of suck losing to him. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, like you know, I probably. You by your friend to kind of take it more seriously. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was just saying take it more seriously. And then um, and then I ended up quitting lacrosse. And and that was like a big part of my life. Like the coaches who like kind of got me like from um, whenever I started playing to high school, they were like big influences in my life. They were really good people. And mm -hmm. then um, it kind of like gave me a good work ethic to like keep working towards uh, mm -hmm track and field and cross country and then I ended up doing outdoor track and then from that point on I just kept doing it and yeah. I like kind of fell in love with it which is yeah, cool definitely uh I should have mentioned at the top that we have uh your former high school oh, yeah. coach and yeah. founder of Runner's High yeah. here with us yeah so, so if you want to uh, greet the people um yeah He's not a podcast guy Good but to be here with everybody tonight so uh yeah, for those that don't know, you know, Rob D. Philippus had helped Marco, you know, kind of throughout high school. Oh, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, like coaching perspective and everything. Yeah, definitely. Like, kind of in the beginning, it was more of like a coaching thing, and then towards like the end of it, like towards like senior year of high school, it became like he started becoming like a father figure and like mm -hmm. a really important person in my life, who like I could go to for anything, any help, literally, mm -hmm. like pretty much put clothes on my back type shit that he was mm -hmm. on. So. 
Yeah. It was it was definitely like it was definitely really cool having him in my yeah. life and like continuing to have it, which is really nice. It sounds like I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a memorial, uh, yeah, memorial episode yeah. for you, bro. Um, all right, so kind of kind of talking about Jersey cross country because I feel like it's it's very special, right? I feel like it's unlike a lot of the states that are out there. And Rob, I mean, you can obviously talk to this too. Um, I mean, you both kind of came out of high school at like the top of your you know, sport, right? I mean, you guys both want to meet the champs, you know, on your way to, you know, uh, graduation and things like that and cross country. Um, Marco, I think you're, I mean, I hope at this point you guys are in college and I kind of keeping tabs on it, but Marco, <laughs> I think you're number three all time or if you maybe 10th <laughs> or 11th, I think. I don't know. Uh, you think someone will break 15 soon? I mean, it's coming. No. Nah, again. No, nah. nah. I, think, I think someone probably will soon. Yeah. It just keeps getting quicker and quicker every year. Yeah. I think it's eventually it's going to have to happen. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the top two guys have run under, you know, 15, but still, it's, you know, it's been a while. You know, Rosa yeah. and, and I feel like you need more people, though, if you want to, like, be able to race well. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like you need the perfect conditions, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, group weather was awesome. Everybody ran out of their minds this year. And then um, media champs weather was still, like, really good, but it, mm-hmm. it wasn't as fast. So it was just interesting that that yeah. you know, happened that way. But um but yeah i mean going back to your guys like jersey roots um i mean homedale is i mean i grew up in (coughs) excuse me i grew up in homedale um right behind the pond there um by the starting line um so it obviously holds a near and dear you know place in my heart but for you guys i feel like you know when i say homedale park like what do you guys think of yeah, it's definitely a special course. I think it's it's so cool because everyone like everyone in the state of New Jersey knows about that course, and everyone mm-hmm. like has an experience on that. So there's definitely like a lot of significance with that course. Uh, I also think like that finish line. It's like probably the best that Epic Pasta could be for just how much like energy comes from from that finish line. So I definitely think like with that aspect too, it makes it a lot faster. Um, mm-hmm. And then like the bowl is just so talked about. So that's really cool as well, especially when there's a lot of people that could run like to the bowl and be around that area too for that part of the course, and then they can make it to the finish. Mm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a really cool course. Um, I can't remember how many times I ran, I ran it off the top of my head, but I mean, just the two years I was there for it, my junior and senior year, it was really special to run at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wild to me that you only ran two years across. Yeah, I mean, once I once I like got into it and it was like finally running uh, cross country my junior year, I definitely mm-hmm. wished I. Had yeah, ran like two more years there, but it, yeah, no, it was a special course. I definitely say that's like one of the the most fun like meets I've been at, and just best environments for high school running. I'd say. Yeah, I mean it's wild. You think of like the the bands and everything out, and people. Face it's really cool. Stuff. Yeah, it's CBA wild. they always have a, a really cool training session too. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of their like I guess friends or a lot whatever of it is. Turnout. Yeah, they're yeah. always at the bottom of the bowl like training CBA. So mm-hmm. that that was always cool to see. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really really cool environment. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, how about yourself when you think of home now? Uh, yeah, that I mean that course definitely like holds a lot of value to me just because I remember that whole summer leading to my, like my senior year of cross, I was just going there at least like two to three times a week, mm-hmm. running with like the Red Bay Catholic team and mm-hmm. doing workouts there and easy runs, literally running all the time there. I remember like the week leading up to or the week from groups to me to champs, I ran at Homedale like that entire week. Mm-hmm. Every single day that entire week. So I was running there a lot, and I kind of, like, knew the course, like, the back of my hand and, like, all, like, the ins and outs of it. And there were definitely, like, a bunch of things that Rob taught me, like, to do and what parts of the course to, like, go on. And it was kind of like you just ma- – I just had it so mapped out and, like, manifested in my head, what hit in my head winning that race. And, like, winning that race was probably one of the most important things because, like, I remember – I forget who said it. I think one of my friends said it, but he was saying that 
like New Jersey cross country to like a high schooler is more important than the Olympics. Like that's how big it is. Like yeah. I, I think that New Jersey cross country, like meet a champs is like, was even bigger than running Foot Locker or mm -hmm. running NXN. It's just like a way cooler feeling winning that. And like that last like 300 meter stretch where like, where you're, if you're in the lead and you're winning and you see like however many, like hundreds or hundreds of people, like maybe even close to a thousand people like on the sides and you're just running through and you're winning that race. It's mm -hmm. like, it's kick ass. That's like the coolest thing. Like there's no better day than that day in New Jersey. So yeah. It's pretty cool. No, I mean, I think the really unique thing too about it too is like you say like your time at home dealt to anybody that's even not from Jersey, like, you know, just from, you know, across the entire country, like most people, if they're into it, like they'll know what that means. Yeah. yeah you know, which exactly. is kind of unique. Um, you know, you had a 1521. Oh, okay. I thought you ran faster at groups. 27 and 21, 21 oh. in groups. Okay. 27. I'm mistaken. So, I think it, that might push me down a little bit, though. I think, <laughs> yeah. still, I, I, think I was either like 20 or 21, so. I'll have to right, check the, right, uh, right around there, yeah. The 100th. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rob, you have a little bit of history at home, though. <laughs> well, more, more than a little. 30 plus years, probably. Yeah. So, like you said, home Dell is legendary. There's very few courses around the country that I think college coaches will take a look at and be able to relate to it regardless of whether they're on the West Coast, East Coast, down South, or whatever. It's probably Van Cortland, um, you know, Mount Sac out in California for calling that a cross-country race. Mm. Uh, Quasi-road race. Home right. yeah, yeah. you know, one of those legendary courses that you can look at and you can get a time on there and get an accurate assessment of what a kid is in terms of a cross-country runner, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of, you know, move a little bit away and transition, um, you know, a bit away from like high school success. I mean, you both obviously had a very accomplished, you know, collegiate career so far. Um, Murphy, you're in your fourth year? Senior year. Senior year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and Mark, you're in your sophomore year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, but a real interesting thing that I would love to, you know, hear about is kind of that like transition period in between like you know, high school to college, right? I mean, um, you know, is there things that you guys found that helped you with that transition? Um, and, you know, the same kind of conversation, like is there anything that, if you were talking to like younger athletes, like things to look out for, like any advice that you can kind of give like along the way? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think coming uh, to college was, I mean, I, I really came in like during the pandemic, like mm -hmm. 2020, so that was really tough for me, mm -hmm. um, just coming out of like high school, because I mean, that transition, like having, like losing that, that spring season was really tough. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, there was I no mean, season at all, right? No there season just, at all, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like that was like kind of what I was building up towards. Mm -hmm. um, I had like so many goals for that season, so losing that was definitely tough, and then I feel like I really didn't get like a closure on high school, so mm -hmm. having to go right into college was definitely tough, um, and then like there was really, I Pretty much, I mean, I, like aside if like, that pandemic never happened, I probably would have redshirted anyway. So, mm. I mean, just coming in with that mindset, there wasn't really much racing to look forward to, like regardless um, with everything happening. So, I mean, yeah, from that point, I think it was so, the last race I ran was that indoor Mia Champs mm -hmm. in uh, Ocean, Ocean Breeze. Breeze yeah. yeah, and then. Wild so then, race too, by the way. Yeah, wild race. <laughs> yeah, last high school high school race ever. But, um, yeah. What so happened? That, they miscounted the laps, right? They miscounted the laps. Seven laps I instead ran, of Yeah, eight. seven instead okay. of eight, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the last high school race, and then from then I didn't know like at all what like ne the racing would look like from there. So, mm. I mean, yeah, coming in like having that summer, there really was just no motivation. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I really didn't have like any passion or, or motivation to run anymore during that time period. So coming into college was definitely like hard for me too. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like everything I saw my official visit at Nova when I was a senior in high school and everything I, I knew it to be, I just didn't really get much of that my mm -hmm. freshman year because there was just so many restrictions. Like we weren't able to use the locker room, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like we only had practice like two days a week um, and like it would be all separated. So I never really saw like, mm -hmm. anyone on my team except for the freshman at the time. Um, either like even Marcus and Matt, my coaches, I didn't really see them either because um, they just wanted to keep us separated for so long. But so that was definitely a hard time for me, just mm -hmm. trying to like, especially being in a new environment, away from my family and friends at home, going into like a, a whole new, a whole new world. But mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I'd say I definitely struggled for a while, just trying to get used to that, um, and then just trying to figure out like my passion for running again during that. But I'd say the biggest thing for me was just kind of really reevaluating what I wanted to get out of the sport mm -hmm. um, and just like set my goals straight. And then that was like really the biggest thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like coming into high school, uh, coming out of high school, um, I think like my biggest goal was just to run college and get to like the division one level. So also like when I felt like I was there, I feel like I already had accomplished what I wanted to. So mm -hmm. that was also like a, a new learning curve for me. But I think learning, like set, taking a step back and like actually realizing what I wanted to get accomplished out of the sport was like the biggest thing mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. 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 I mean, it must've been just a, uh, I feel like those seniors that had that 2020 year, it was just wild. Yeah, you know it was a I mean? crazy like time, yeah. It was definitely season. sad, too, because like, I didn't really get to have one, like, final season with my high school coach. Kind of sure. like an yeah, abrupt yeah. ending, yeah. And he was like, you might as well just keep training. Maybe if they're, like, they'll host, like, a small race, mm -hmm. like, it'll be a small bit of chance or something. But, I mean, yeah, there was, just, there was just no yeah motivation to do that for yeah. myself. <laughs> um, Marco, how about yourself? You know, from a, a transitional perspective, you know, between, like, high school and college and, you know, what are, you, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, there was definitely a huge transition, especially going into cross country, because like you kind of, when you're in high school, you're like a big fish in a small pond. And the second you get to college, you're just getting your ass handed to you <laughs> left and right. Like, I remember the first 8K I ran, I ran horrible. But yep. it, it like, it definitely got me adjusted. Like, get I think I was like 80th or 90th or something, but it, got, it gets you adjusted to not being on the top anymore and having to like restart and realize like you have to take do all the things you did freshman year and kind of like apply them and like just learn to be able to bounce back from things like that and going into college or going into like the fall season of my freshman year I was told I was gonna like redshirt and mm -hmm. I didn't really like the sound of that mm -hmm. I really wanted to race cross country and I thought that would be really cool like just to be able to get to spend time with like the seniors on the team and the people who aren't gonna be back next year and I ended up racing well at the first race of the season. And then I ended up like not redshirting and it helped me a lot because in the winter, so January of uh, last year, I had to do USAs for um, mm. like the trials. Mm. And I feel like not ha if I didn't have the experience that I had racing cross country, like in college before that, I wouldn't have been as good in uh, mm. USAs and at the world stage. So mm. I feel like you need to, once you get I feel like once you get to college you just need to kind of reassess your goals and realize like you're not going to be on the top right mm -hmm. away and it's very very rare that that happens but you kind of just have to realize like it's all part of the process and mm -hmm. it's like a growing type of thing that you got to do yeah yeah I mean I always I always had the mindset of like when we get kids in here or anything like that and we're chatting about it it's like if you can just duplicate like what you did senior year in high school like your freshman year because like more of like you were saying like there's so many like changes you know like you're not having like home cooked meals all the time like you're not like you know i don't want to say that you guys are being told to get to bed but right like you can do whatever you want to do at college right mm -hmm. there's a little bit more structure at home so like if you can even just like come close to what you did you know it's i always considered that like a success 
Um, this is a loaded question. How'd you guys each land at Villanova? Um, for me, it was mostly I wanted to stay close to home. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like the biggest thing. So I figured that, like, once I figured that out, that ruled out, like, the whole West Coast, anything mm -hmm. like that, down south or anything. So I kind of knew, like, that, like, definitely, sh like, shaved my options down a lot. So mm -hmm. I came down to, I'd say probably, um, I mean, I took a couple of, uh, the only three official visits I took were Villanova, Georgetown, and Rutgers. Um, and it kind of really just came down to between Villanova and Georgetown. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're both like really great programs. Um, and I, I was definitely stuck in between those two schools for a really long time. I think like one day I'd wake up and say, I'm going, I'm going to Georgetown. And the, yeah, the yeah. next it'd be, it'd be Villanova. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for I probably, probably like a two, three weeks, like a good two, three weeks, I really had no idea mm -hmm. where I'd be. Um, but I think like the final, like, like what it came down to was just like looking at Villanova and the history they had, um, mm -hmm. seeing Marcus as a coach and they were like an hour away from home compared to Georgetown mm -hmm. being three, so I think those are just really the reasons um, that really it came down to. Yeah. yeah. Well, as a uh, proud alumni, I'm, I'm happy with yeah. the, the right <laughs> choice. Uh, <laughs> Morgan, how about you? Yeah, so for like freshman and sophomore year of high school, I kind of didn't even want to go to college. Mm -hmm. I didn't think, I just didn't really believe in it, didn't like think anything of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to go to like culinary school or something. Mm -hmm. But then, like, as I started getting coached by Rob, he kind of like, taught me the importance of college and saying how like a degree could could set you up for life and mm -hmm. I was just like it's kind of like oh that's bullshit he's just like saying that to <laughs> get, like tell me to do good in school or something like that but um the wise old sage yeah that, you know? yeah but uh <laughs> I I remember like the more and more I got into running I would always like just see Villanova and like old runners like Marcus and Marcus mm -hmm. like who's our coach now mm -hmm. and like Eamon Coughlin and Marty LaCorey who was also from New Jersey and I remember someone like someone said like the only New Jersey high school to ever break four was Marty LaCorey and he ended up going to Villanova mm -hmm. and I was like oh man that would be so sick if I ended up breaking four in high school and I wish I didn't but then went to Villanova it would be like the same type of thing and I kind of just like fell in love with that and like that like thought and mindset behind that mm -hmm. and a lot of people that I knew were like knew Marcus really well and have had other athletes that they've coached go to like to Villanova and train under Marcus and mm -hmm. I thought it was like the best thing I could do, especially like for myself as a person. Like, I kind of need that like guidance from like an older mentor, like someone like Marcus. And I know like Marcus, like he cares about you more as like like a person than as an athlete. Like he'd rather you do good in every other aspect mm -hmm. of life than running, which I thought was a really important thing. And um, that's definitely something I needed in my life, like yeah. growing up. So yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's funny. Like my next note here. Um, you know, like let's let's chat a little bit about the the man, the myth, the legend that is Marcus O'Sullivan. So, um, you know, for those that are listening that you may not know him, um, four-time Olympian for Ireland, um, has run under four-minute mile 101 times, um, six times Melrose winner. Um, so, what's it like to to run under Marcus? Insane. What's that? It's insane. Yeah, it's it's yeah. cool. Just knowing how much, uh, like I. I I forgot who I was saying this the other day, but I feel like a really big thing um, about Marcus is he has, like, so not only, like, is he a good coach, like, which is experience and, like, the athletes he's coached, but, like, the races he's been in. Like, he's been at just about every single race he could be in between the Olympics, world champions, and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. he's coached athletes to get there, and then he's also been there himself. And, like, other coaches in the NCAA, like, they're, all, like, really great coaches, but they don't have, like, the actual experience in those races like he does. So I think that makes him, like, a really good coach, just, like, in so many different ways because he has – like just experience in so many different aspects. 
Yeah, it's like it's unreal the the like being coached by him because you know that he has that aura around him where he's done it all. He's been through everything you could possibly be through. He's had highs and lows in the sport. So like you can you can say like you're going through shit that no one else understands, but when you talk to him, he understands it. He's gone through the same exact things, trials and tribulations, all that. And um he's yeah, he's pretty much just done it all and he has great stories from like when he was a runner that he could just like tell you and it kind of like keeps your hopes up and gives you reassurance that like no matter how hard things could be that like everything goes on and you get better but yeah it's it's pretty cool I know um I know Rob knows Marcus pretty well and has some fun stories about him <laughs> yeah I watched <clears throat> Marcus name and obviously when I was in high school those were the two indoor legends and I know Marco and I talk about this all the time. He'd walk into Madison Square Garden and the place would be packed to the rafters uh, for Milrose or Vitalis at the Meadowlands uh, on the old board tracks. And you know, one of my greatest memories probably is you walk in and it's about 9.49 at night in the garden and all of a sudden the place goes dark and all of a sudden you hear bagpipes and the announcer comes on and you know, they start introducing in the resume, you know, the greatest indoor milers of all time. And obviously started with Eamon and then carried over to Marcus. But there's probably no better moment I can recall as a spectator at track meet is when the house lights come out of the garden. And then, you know, you watch first Eamon and then Marcus get on the boards and just whip around for, you know, I think it's 10 laps to the mile at the garden, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, they're running just as fast as guys are running on bank tracks now with Mondo surfaces back then and for them it was all about it wasn't a time trial you know when Milrose left the garden everybody's running faster but I, I say it's not Milrose now it's just a really fast track meet at Milrose it was special you'd have you know cigar smoke coming through the top of the garden and these guys coming out of steakhouses and work that were old track guys you know they'd go to get their steak they'd have their whiskeys and they'd come over to the garden smoking their cigars and the crazy thing was after the race was over and once Marcus or Eamon got the Wanamaker trophy, the garden emptied out. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just a mass exodus. You guys are down at Nova, you watch an Eagles game when things go south, they're all bolted for yeah. the exits before the game's over, right? Yeah. At the garden, you know, there could have been three or four more races left, but everybody was there to see Marcus or Eamon run on the boards in a mile and it, I mean, it was just awesome growing up as a kid to see that and Talk about coming out of a place thinking you could run through a brick wall, that, that would do it. So Yeah, that's really cool. Sounds like Conor McGregor coming out. For like yeah, that's a, like Conor McGregor. Bagpipes. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's like the coolest thing is hearing that. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's jump into you know a bit of your guys' own racing. You know, you guys just came off a, a successful cross-country <laughs> season. Um, you know, and then, and then you know, Liam, you had a, a race up in Boston before um, kind of shut down a little bit there. Um, but let's look, talk a little bit about like the mental mindset, like when it comes to racing in, in college, Mark, I think you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier where it's like, you have to be okay with like, you know, being a, a, uh, you know, you come from being a big fish in a small pond to being a, a you know, massive pond with a really small fish in it. Um, but you know, kind of going into, you know, big time races like an NCAAs or something like that. Um, how do you guys prepare mentally for something like that? 
Yeah, I, I definitely think doing um, like meets, like nutty comb and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That definitely is a big part in like boosting your confidence for a race like that. Just being in, like, in that environment, it definitely like preps you for NCAs because like that race is just there's nothing like that. There's just so many guys around you like the entire time from like the start to the the finish. There's just so many guys that could all beat you. Um, it's just crazy. Like two seconds, you fall back for a little bit, you could lose like 10, 20 spots. So. That's, that was definitely a really big learning curve coming to college, uh, especially in cross country, because I feel like in New Jersey, like high school running, if you get out to the front, I feel like, and if you get like way out there, I feel like not many people are going to be really challenging you like until the end of the race. So I feel like within the, within the first like minute of a high school cross country race, you'll probably figure out who's going to be in the top five to the, the mm -hmm. finish. But college is just like the complete opposite from that. Mm -hmm. There's like like probably 50 guys that will be all in that front pack to like the very end. So. It's definitely a big learning curve, but I think just it's definitely a different mindset too when you got to go into a race thinking like it's going to be like that. But mm. um, I definitely think through being in races, like just like getting more used to it, it definitely helps you a lot. So I think like the races we did uh, leading up to NCAs this year, it helped a lot for mm. just our, our mindsets going into it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like one of the unique things with college is like you could be having like one of the best races of your lives and like you could end up 100th. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, NCAs, I mean, like without a doubt, yeah. yeah. There's guys, like, they'll finish that race. I forget who's, who I was talking to after the race, but they said they thought they had, like, the best race of their life, and they got, like, 85th, Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's just it's, it's just crazy, yeah. yeah. Marco, how about yourself? You've been in some pretty high-level, you know, NCAA-type stuff and some pretty high-level meets. Like, from a like, uh, mental preparation perspective, like, how do you approach it? I feel like you got to go and approach it, like, relaxed. You don't mm -hmm. want to get all tensed up and everything and be, like, stressing, making it like it's the end of the world because at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. And if you go in th with that mindset, you're just gonna set yourself up for failure. But you also don't wanna go into a race all lackadaisical and all mm -hmm. over the place, not like really caring about it. Cause I've definitely had some races where I just have gone in not giving a, like yeah, yeah. giving a fuck about <laughs> like what's gonna be like. We can bleep stuff out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so not giving a fuck what, what's gonna happen. And I've raced really bad, but you need to find a balance between stressing about it and not caring at all. So there's like that little sweet spot that I like feel like I have where I go in and I just like, I'm confident in what I could do and I just go out and send it. I don't really like, mm -hmm. I don't really like think about anything else. I just want to go out and do the best I can on that day. And you obviously don't want to go in the race thinking you'll lose, but, mm -hmm. or sorry, you don't want to like go into a race with like unbelievable expectations thinking mm -hmm. you're going to win. But you also don't want to go in thinking you're going to lose because you have no idea what's going to happen. You have to be ready for anything. And I feel like you, w once you find that balance, you're, you, set, you set yourself up for good things. Mm -hmm. you know? So moving away from like the mental perspective a little bit from racing, like, are there any like rituals that you guys have? You know, is it like, oh, hey, I need to wear the same socks or I need to wear this or that? Or I know, you know if I'm prepped, I do this and so I, I feel good going to the line. Um, I honestly think it's like just like it, it's a buildup of like weeks mm -hmm. in advance. I think going into a race, like you're going to feel your best if you know you've done um, like everything you needed to mm -hmm. to that point and you made the sacrifices you needed to. Um, so I definitely think it's a, a big, a big buildup, which I think took me a while to realize. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think like once I got the hang of it, that's what I, I realized a lot. And then, I mean, just make so, something small, I just tie my shoelaces as many knots as I possibly yeah, can. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't come undone, but <laughs> yeah, nothing like too super, super serious. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like superstition is like an excuse for being scared of the race. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I've, I've always been told that. So I feel like if you're so superstitious to the point where you need to eat at the same time, do, eat this, like eat, literally do everything the same, like 
the second one thing goes wrong, mm -hmm. your entire race is screwed up. So you don't want to be thinking like having like all these superstitions. I mean, you could say like I, I wear like the same three bracelets all the time, but it's not like it's going to be the end of the world if I don't have the, that shit on during a race. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like if you were to have some crazy, if that wasn't like another piece of advice I could give is don't have crazy superstitions where everything's got to be the exact same because then you'll go into a race not doing it or forgetting about it and then you're going to be like fucked. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we had on... Um, Emma Zawatsky, who she's won like a couple, you know, media champs titles. She's right here in Freehold Township, mm -hmm. and uh, she said the same thing. She was like, "It's, it's, you know, you don't, you don't want to put too much pressure on that thing because, you know, the the second that it doesn't go right, then you're already behind." You mm -hmm. know, so yeah, definitely. Um, so let um, let's chat a little bit about um, the sub four minute mile, right? Uh, I mean, you guys are both in that elusive club. Becoming a little bit less elusive. I don't yeah. know what you guys feel about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I would love to, like, you know, it's still a huge, you know, a huge uh, accomplishment. And uh, it's something that people, I think, it transcends the sport, I think, because people that don't follow this will understand, right? Like, if we're, we're saying, like, hey, like, you know, what did you run in Boston? 13, 21? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know what that means. But, like, the person walking yeah. around the, on the street doesn't really know what that means. But they know, oh, if you ran 3.59 or you broke four minutes in the mile, like, they understand that that's a pretty big deal. So let's kind of walk through your guys' like, experiences of, like, dipping under for the first time. I think, Murray, you have a, what, 3.55? 3.55, yeah. 58, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. You want to start since you were the mo most recent? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, ever since, like, I really started running, I feel like I just knew that going under four minutes in the mile was a crazy thing. And even in high school, like, it was, like, a big deal to try to do that. And um, not, I'm not going to say like it was my dream just to do that, but it definitely is like a big stepping stone to get onto the next big things. It's kind of like a checkpoint. Like I feel like in order to do everything else in running, you have to break four minutes in the mile. Like mm -hmm. if you're a distance runner, that's like, that's like mandatory. And um, nice. well, yeah, 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 no, but, no, but, but like, like if you want, <laughs> but <laughs> we get the point here. But um, yeah, I, I knew it was like a really important thing. And um, I kind of always had, I was like always motivated to do that. And I was redshirting indoor track and outdoor track, but I was like racing unattached for um, outdoor track races. And um, like a week before I was racing, like the mile, I did the 5K, I did well in that. And then right after the race, I was told, I'm pretty sure by you, by Rob, that, um, that I would be racing like the next week and mm -hmm. trying to break four. Was, was that like, Wyden, oh. Widener? Was that what it Widener, was? yeah, Widener. yeah. And I was like, damn, that, that's actually pretty sick. And mm -hmm. um, and I really didn't think anything of it. I did a workout that week, and the day before, everything kind of just felt relaxed and just like a normal day. And even the day of, I was just like, I didn't think too much of it. And like I told my mom that I was going to be racing that night, and she was like, all right. And uh, she came down, and Rob came down, which was like the coolest thing because like pretty much two of the most important people in my life came to watch me do that and even my teammates too like all of my pretty much anyone on the distance team at mm -hmm. Villanova was there and I remember Liam was there too and like he was like cheering me on and everything and when the gun went off I kind of just like shut my mind off and just followed the pacer and didn't really think anything of the race and just went through it and once I crossed the line I was like holy shit like <laughs> this is this is pretty cool yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't any like anything transcending, but it was definitely like a little bit of a weight taken off your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, like now I could go on to the next thing. Yep. But 
it's definitely not something I was like stuck on for too long, except mm -hmm. for like that night. But yeah, yeah, Maybe but you. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, as you said, like everyone knows. Um, I feel like everyone, no matter which what you played, I mean, like for like if you're playing like, football or something or soccer, like especially for soccer, like you have to do a conditioning test in the beginning of the season just to see how like fit everyone is, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like we all do a mile, so I feel like everyone at some point has ran a mile in their yeah. life, so they have like some meaning to uh, to it, and they understand what like what it takes to run a mile. So um, that's definitely really cool because I feel like no matter. If someone, like if you say you run track, the first thing they ask you is like, what's your mile time? Sure, yeah, yeah. So um, that's definitely really cool that everyone knows like what that what that means. Um, yeah, that was definitely a really big thing for me too, and especially just going to school like Villanova. I think I was like the, I think I was 44th, okay. 44th to do it, so you may have been like 45, 45th, 46. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, 43 guys before me, it's a, a really big deal, especially when Marcus has done it. I think he's also like one of the only guys to do it like what over the age of 40 or something like that yeah. uh, over a hundred times as well so yeah. 101 and we always used to ask him why did you do 101, 101 just in case like yeah. something yeah. like got like yeah. called or like, yeah. was, like the race got like you know eradicated or something like yeah. that yeah. just to have like one in the back pocket you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny but no it was definitely really special I mean that's like I'd say probably everyone's biggest goal that runs distances to break four because it just means so much but yeah it definitely is getting really common now I'd say uh, that that race in Boston, that Valentine meet last year, like sixty something, fifty guys, it's 50, crazy. 50 guys in one race is absurd. Yeah, it's, it's I, like, I remember watching, like seeing the results. I was like, this is. This I, it went back to like heat like ten or something yeah. too, which is insane it's that so people wild. are doing it that many that many races. I mean, what? Um, I mean, because you guys are living through it. Like Rob and I are a little bit of like old heads over here. Like what? What? Like what's your guys' take on that stuff? Like what can you attribute that to? Is it like? I mean, I, I don't necessarily love, like, I think the shoes are part of it, right? Like, I, I don't think you can say it's, like, the only thing, but I also think, like, I mean, what do you got? What do you, what's yeah. your, Rob, you look like you're about to erupt your hair. Dude, they definitely help, but, yeah. I mean, I've been coaching a long time, and I think I first noticed the transition or culture change. I'll never forget it. We were at Outdoor Nationals with Rob Napolitano, mm -hmm. ironically, another sub-four-minute guy. Um, I'm two for two. I've gotten phone calls twice. You can sit in. I'm, I'm doing with Rob on Tuesday. Oh, there we you go. Can sit maybe in maybe, maybe yeah. we'll come back for the second. Yeah, you can part two. two. Yeah, part yeah. two. But I've gotten two phone calls from individuals saying, hey, I'm kind of racing tonight. Mm -hmm. And both times I kind of quickly figured out, okay, this is going to be a special night. Mm -hmm. um, I got to see Rob break four, uh, four minutes for the first time when he did it at Ocean Breeze. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't know where he was after that. I feel like I was, he, he was lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't know. He not, know his that own was name. Rob in high school. I mean, yeah. Oh, he was barfing over everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still in the garbage can. Had to clean race. up a lot of those Homedell uh, Twilight meets with Napolitano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, but when Rob was a junior, sophomore, I think it was a junior year of high school, we're in North Carolina. And we go out to dinner one night. And we walk by a restaurant, and he's looking in the window at this kid. And I'm like, Who's that? Mm -hmm. And he's going, oh, that's so-and-so from Texas. Mm. And I'm like, how the hell do you know that? And it was right when Diestat was coming on the scene and, you know, social media was just in its early stages. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I was in high school, you always heard about kids in California. And we had Jason DeJoseph here in mm -hmm. New Jersey. And I raced against Jason all the time, so I saw him up close. But all you heard about were these kids in California and how fast they ran. But they were just that. They were figures or characters that you never saw. There was no mm -hmm. national championship. You know, you had Foot Locker out in Balboa, but that was it. There was no indoor and outdoor nationals. And all of a sudden, this kid's looking at me telling me, that's the freshman from Texas who can run 4.15 in the mile. And I'm like, you know, wait a minute. Now, all of a sudden, 
these things aren't just characters, but mm -hmm. they're, you guys are seeing it. It's not the great unknown anymore. You, you've put a face to it, you've put a real body to it, so now it's just not a concept. It's, okay, well, this kid can do it, and he looks just like me, and he acts just mm -hmm. like me, and I can see what he's doing. And so for me, that was really the beginning before the shoes came and the tracks got faster and everything else. Now you can go say Home Del Park. Yeah, it's way different than it was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now it's a track meet. Mm -hmm. So that stuff's all contributing to help to it. But I think more than the shoes, it was when all of a sudden you could see things right in front of you concrete. Now you have the internet. Mm -hmm. You can watch a race anywhere in the world whenever you want. You can pull it up. Mm -hmm. Marco ran Worlds last year. I'm in there mm -hmm. at 2 in the morning. He's in Australia. <laughs> and I got my Peacock membership, which is going to let me watch my Dolphins tonight. So it's <laughs> paying for itself again. But I'm sitting there on my couch watching him race in Australia. So all of a sudden, things have really changed. And I think that was the beginning of just breaking barriers down for kids. Because now you can see what can be accomplished and done. And it, it, it's not just a storybook character. Mm -hmm. And I think that really changed the culture for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when kids started running really fast. Did the yeah. shoes help? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom Cuffle watched this. And yeah, fucking cuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. This um, is, this is ridiculous. Well, we have many, yeah. many debates about it all the time. The shoes are, they're crazy. Well, yeah. And I think you recover better. There's no question. I think it's That's a recovery component, too. Like, I feel like, like I've talked to Trav a lot about it, you know, Mahoney, and but his take was like a lot of it's like the recovery. Like you can work out in them, you can do like all the foams between Vaporfly, you know, Zoom X and stuff like yeah, that. I think you don't recover, get you train up harder nearly and, as yeah. much from a hard track session. Right. If you go back and ask Marcus, you know, and he's ripping six quarters on the track wearing his old spikes. pancake flat, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 had yeah. no yeah. structure and support to him at all. He was probably beat up for four days. You guys put super shoes on. You know, I watched Marco run twelve by a K on the track. And he gets off and he's bouncing around the next day like he did nothing. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I was running half marathons, I'd be paralyzed before <laughs> I did that. Yeah. So, you know, that definitely helps as well. And you know, yeah. But yeah. let's be honest, there's some talented kids, a lot of the two guys sitting here with us right now, yeah. that, that have an immense amount of talent and are running really fast. Yeah. And that doesn't happen by accident either. So. Yeah. I mean, I think from the, the spread of information, like, it's not only just results, too, it's training. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. If, you're, if you're watching... Yeah, I don't even know if they still do, but like Workout Wednesday or whatever. I saw a year old one when I was oh, yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day from high school. <laughs> uh, but stuff like that where it's like, okay, like this is my contemporary. Like I know I can run with them. So it allows you to then think like, well, I'm going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, know, so. I definitely think also like on your point, um, like you have such easy access to everything. So mm -hmm. I think people could see like what training other people are doing too. And I think you could see what works for you. Like mm -hmm. you just have a lot of like, just I don't know, I think people are getting smarter with training and then you just find out what works for you. I think my freshman year, we, like Villanova was going through a period when they were changing their training. Mm -hmm. um, like now we found something that really works, but during that period, they were trying all different stuff. Just, I guess maybe from hearing for other things, Marcus just hearing stuff from other coaches, but I think like just being around, like especially with Strava and stuff, you can mm -hmm. see so much different training, different like techniques people are doing and you'll just find one that, that works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think it's a training. Like mm -hmm. without a doubt, it's being able to train more, more volume mm -hmm. and like, I feel like a lot of people, like, especially even, like, my freshman year of high school, like, people weren't running, like, four minutes like it was a fucking joke. Yeah, people yeah. were running, like, 4.15, and that was, like, some of the best in the country, even, like, 4.10. Mm -hmm. But now that's, like, that'll barely get you in the top 100 running 4.10 yeah. in high school. But I feel like freshman year, I thought, like, train, train harder, train harder, and just kind of, like, do everything fast. But then once, like, Rob kind of started, like, guiding me towards training slower but doing a little bit more volume in the workouts like that's when I started running faster and seeing the benefits and even in college 
I think having that COVID year mm -hmm. that where everyone was literally like, if you chose to not to train, then you didn't train. But like, if you chose to train and like, if you chose to train and get like more volume and like take advantage of like that time off where you're not racing, people were able to get fitter in that mm -hmm. period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that COVID year, I think was a, a really unique opportunity because like in yeah. no other time, like would either of you guys or just the whole collegiate system, like have like, 12 plus months of uninterrupted just training because mm -hmm. there were no races. So it's really interesting to kind of see like, you know, the, the positive fallout, from yeah. all that, you know? Um, all right. So kind of switching a little bit, um, wanted to kind of chat a little bit more about, um, like the team aspect of running. Um, you know, I mean, running, I've always processed it. It's like, it's such like a, unique sport and that like you're out there by yourself but you're running for your team it's not like soccer where you got 10 other guys or lacrosse i don't even know how many people are on the field um but i mean you guys have a pretty loaded like roster you know over the last couple of years um i would assume going to practice every day is pretty pretty fun um but you know can we kind of chat a little bit about you know the team aspect of it you know um and i mean you guys both kind of have unique situations where coming out of high school, like, I mean, you were doing a lot of training by yourself or with Rob's team, you know, yeah. Liam, uh, I don't know how many people you had around you at, at yeah. your level. I wouldn't think much, you know, and then kind of getting thrown into like a team aspect, you know, where there's all guys that are, you know, around you that are just as good, you know, if not better at, as freshmen, you know? Um, but yeah, let's kind of chat a little bit about like the team component to, to it. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely it definitely was like different coming to high school, uh, coming to college. I mean, because mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, in high school, I kind of I had good teammates that like took it serious, but they yeah, weren't yeah, like yeah. like looking to run like competitively in college. So it's kind of just more of a hobby for them to keep to keep them busy in high school. So definitely coming to college is really cool. Just seeing a lot of guys that are around you that are that are now all at the same level I was at or better. So that was definitely really cool. And it's when you're around like an environment like that, it's really just special to be around because I feel like on the days where you don't really want to like go out for a run or something like that there's so many other teammates that are around you that are all motivated so it definitely keeps like your passion and drive going which is really cool and i definitely think when you're around a team that's like all like all all the guys really care about winning and mm -hmm. trying to be the best they can it's it's really cool when like you like a team win comes together mm -hmm. like biggies last year that was really special yeah. just to see like how many how many guys really wanted to win um and then yeah once once you're able to do it it was really special and then also just like stuff pen relays how big it is too and seeing how many means so many people like when you're on a team that's that like appreciates winning mm -hmm. and something like that so much it's really really special yeah we'll get to pen yeah. yeah 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 no the team aspect at villanova is like something that i was definitely drawn to because mm -hmm. uh when i came here for like my fit my visit it wasn't even an official visit i just went there for breakfast and a long run what but did i saw breakfast at? did you go to st mary's or what uh no go? i went to spit st mary's still spit spit yeah st mary's yeah. still exists yeah, yeah. oh it exists, exists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like it though <laughs> it sucked back to it yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's like dog food <laughs> but um but but yeah i was really drawn to it was it felt like a brotherhood kind of villanova like i feel like everyone was kind of tight-knit and everyone with was a big thing was like everyone was comfortable with each other to where you could just crack jokes and kind of say whatever you want and mm -hmm. like you could just be yourself and you don't have to like be different for anyone and I really like that. Um, I feel like the team culture there is it's just like fun too like we have a good time 
but we also are able to lock in when we need to lock in. Like yeah. when you gotta like really lock in, like you, you got a bunch of dogs on the team that are able to get you to where you need to be. So mm -hmm. that's like one of the most important things. And I feel like we definitely have gotten like a really good team and we've gotten a lot better runners and we're having a lot more success like recently. Mm -hmm. And I feel like having that is really like motivating and people like see that and be like, wow, that team culture is kind of like what mm -hmm. we want to be in. Hopefully it attracts more people. But um, yeah, I feel like everyone's just really like tight knit and mm. like cool with each other. And like, I mean, there's no better times than like when I'm just like chilling at night in the apartment with Liam and my other two roommates, uh, Jack and Devin. Mm -hmm. And we just have some of the best times. Like some of my best memories ever are just from hanging out in the apartment with yep. them and just. <laughs> what, what, what apartment are you guys in? Uh, uh, we're Commons. Commons. Yeah, so that probably wasn't around when you were there. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. it's like I mean, the it new used, apartment. It used to be like a parking lot on the main road. Now it's yeah. just a, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they oh, built it when they won like the 2016 national championship. Yeah, it's a crazy, that, that crazy basketball money. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a crazy building. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great building. We have a good time, but yeah. um, yeah, some of like my like even like I'll say this too, like people like kind of dread like having to run and like go on their runs, but running with this team, it's just like it's fun and mm -hmm. some of the best times too are just being in the locker room in like the little stretching area yeah. with everyone just like laughing, like digging around and doing whatever you know. I yeah. really, that's something I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Liam, you brought up Penn. Um, I was there on the Thursday, which right. I think was the DM. Uh, that might have been Friday, I think. Was that Friday? Yeah, no, it was Friday. Friday. Oh, I was there yeah. Friday. I was there, which it was a little, it was a tough, tough last couple yeah. hundred, uh, <laughs> yeah. or last hundred or one fifty or whatever yeah. that was. But you, you came back, yeah, four miles Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you came back, um, you know, on Saturday, and um, you brought another. Pin really cycled down the down the main line, you know. So again, as a as a former Wildcat, I'm, I was cheering you guys, yelling yelling at my phone and stuff. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Penn and you know, kind of what that looks like for you guys as you know, uh, Villanovans, because it, it's it's huge for Marcus. Um, I always got the impression it was one of the more nervous weeks for him <laughs> yeah. leading into it. Um, but for you guys, like. You know, what was that like to, to take the W and kind of get a little bit of revenge from the day before? Yeah, it was really special. Um, I mean, there's so many, there's like probably every year, like 100 alumni that come back for that week. I'm, probably, I'm sure mm -hmm. probably you were there too. Mm -hmm. They all come back for the week um, and they're there like eating breakfast at Villanova and Marcus like take care, takes care of them for like that week. So they all love it. It's like the biggest thing for them. Like mm -hmm. I talked to a couple of them after the race and they said it's like, we live for this weekend. It's right. like, yeah, like watching you guys around, being able to like relive our time in college. So it means so much to us to see you guys like out there competing for to for a win, but I mean, yeah, that was really so special for all of us, especially for the people like on the team that mm -hmm. weren't physically in the race that mm -hmm. were all there in the stands. Like, it means so much to them too to be a part of that. So that's definitely really cool just to see how much it means to so many people, mm -hmm. just between my coaches, the alumni, my current teammates, and it was just really really special, especially to, to lose the night before by like mm -hmm. I don't know what it was like half a second or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to, to win the next day was was really really cool. Yeah, and it was back on the same Wisconsin team. It right? was. Yeah, yeah, I think he. Yeah, yeah. I got, we got second in the the DMR and they mm -hmm. won, and then in the Florida mile they got second and then we won. Yeah, it flipped. Yeah. yeah, so it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And another legend was on that four by New Jersey legend, right? Dolan was on. Yeah, that Dolan. Yeah, yeah. I think he handed me the the baton and oh, he, 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 he ran third, third leg. Okay. Yeah, so he handed me in the in fourth. Uh, yeah, so that that was really cool. Yeah. that was that was awesome too. On his dad's home track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> We're two from the Mercer County, both of us. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I was competing in high school. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, when Marcus talks about Penn, like I get like 
choked up. Like, just hear him, like, talk about it. Like, yeah. it's just so yeah. special to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that one photo of him, like, crossing the finish line in black and white, and he's got his hands over his head and stuff like that, it always, like, brings a little uh, tear to my eye, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, so so talking about Marcus, um, and, you know, Liam, you kind of alluded to it earlier with the training and things like that, and they've kind of shifted a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I know he was one of the early adopters to, like, VO2 heart rate, um, all that sort of stuff. And then I guess, I mean, I got out in 06. So I think like 06, 07, that's when he started doing like the, the lactate testing, like pricking your fingers and stuff, like while, um, while working out. Uh, we were always just heart rate based and that was kind of it at that time. But um, what's it like now? Like what's the, the training like under, under Marcus now at this point? Is it still heavy threshold? Is it you know what's going on there yeah you probably know more than i do but it's cool like we all have like our different heart rate zones like when we come in he'll, he'll take like our baseline test so that's like pretty much what we follow like he'll tell us to go out and run like our lower zone or go around our upper zone mm -hmm. something like that so it's definitely really cool because i feel like the training's all like specified like to what you're doing so mm -hmm. i definitely like it a lot i definitely like feel like it works for a lot of us yeah. um but yeah there's so much science behind it that i kind of just leave up to them i feel like you probably know a lot more than i do on it yeah no so we kind of like like, like yeah, 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 we, yeah, we still like lactate yeah. tests and everything, yeah. but like the whole the whole point of it is just to get as much volume. So like we could run on like a seven weeks or a seven day schedule. Mm -hmm. So like seven days out of the week, like like I, I take Saturday off, so like six yeah. days technically, but still, yep. yeah, like the goal is to get as much quality mileage in as you can, or as much mileage as you can in when you're like running in between two millimoles of lactate and four millimoles of lactate. And then that pace varies on person. And as you get fitter, the pace will get faster. So we like, you get a, you have to do a test in the beginning of the year or like the beginning mm -hmm. of your freshman year where you get your heart rate zones and everything. And I personally think the heart rate part's bullshit. And it's kind of just, <laughs> it only it only matters when your heart rate's good. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. I was of the same mindset, yeah. man. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm tired today, but yeah. I'm still running above my heart yeah. rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, like we'll have like lower zone and upper zone and like different things we have to do. But I definitely noticed even from last year going into this year, mm -hmm. there is just a ridiculous amount of volume now that we do. Like my mileage my freshman year was 55, 60 okay. and now it's 80. But okay. even if I was running like 80 last year, like 25, 30 percent of my mileage comes from the workouts this year. Like I'm on workout days. We work out on Tuesdays and Fridays and we do double workouts. I'll be getting like 18, 19 mile days okay. and 12, 13 of the miles are at like lower zone, upper zone. Mm -hmm. Like I, a couple times this winter, I did three by three mile and that, and I was fortunate enough to have people to do it with like both mm -hmm. of the times, but I feel like it's definitely more volume based now and it doesn't really matter what speed you're running. It just, you want to be able to feel like you want to know what you're going to prick. So like at the end of a rep, like we didn't have like the testing kits mm -hmm. for the lactic acid at home. But if we were at school, you kind of would want to prick between like a 2.5 to a 3, which for you people who are listening, like if you guys know what that shit means, like feel free to do what you want with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, you're bio yeah. major, man? Or were you, uh, uh, you're talking like no, you're far from it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a running major. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's definitely more of a volume based program where we just like yeah. try to get as much mileage as we can in on a day. And then the runs between that are super easy. and. I know like a philosophy for a lot of coaches is like Sunday's the most important day of the week, mm. like the long run. Mm -hmm. And that we're kind of like leaning away from that. Mm. And I personally love running on Sunday and like just like running fast on the long run. But I feel like this type of training where you're doing so much mileage at like a 
semi-intense pace, like 510, 520, or 510, 5-5 a mile, you kind of don't have to run that fast on the other days of the week. Yeah, I mean, it becomes a uh, point of recovery. Yeah, you just need to recover and be good for the next session. And even, like, VO2 sessions where we're running, like, 3K pace, even sometimes barely ever mile pace, which is literally almost never, like, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure you, like, recover for the big, like, uh, like the zone session. Yeah, like big sessions, big session days, yeah. Um, you guys still doing like your long runs down at uh, Valley Forge? Or yeah, the, or the green. Crash the green. Valley the green, Forge, yeah. yeah. The yeah. footing got like crazy there. Oh, yeah. there that okay. used to be, the, they took me there on my official visit. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That was pretty, that was a cool spot. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't mind going there. It's just really hilly. Yeah, it's hilly. But, and yeah. the, like there's the two sides of the park. Like the yeah, yeah. Through it. There's some cool views though when you get to yeah. like the top, which is nice. Yeah. But, yeah, we don't really go there that much anymore. I got to, I got to ask because I'm always, uh, I got to, like some of the loops around campus. Yeah. Uh, you guys still have names for them? Avon. They get they get passed down a yeah. lot. Yeah, I mean, if you ever read that, you read that book that oh, that was Bill Nova Track, like story. Touching Greatness yeah. or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah, Touching There's greatness. they have yeah. like the loops. loops. Yeah, like tennis court now. Like, yeah, I was gonna say you guys have some tennis nine. Tennis nine. Horrible man. Wait, we kind of don't do that as much anymore. If we do a long run from campus, like the weather's like bad, well, well, that's usually what we do. Yeah, yeah, but um, like Avon, like a six mile loop. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Have you guys done um? I forget what it is, but like you literally have to, cr- your feet go into like a river pretty much. And then there's a ridiculous incline of a hill. It's like a half mile and you get 500 feet, or not 500, maybe like like 400 or something. I that, in like I 0.75 of a mile. It's, is it down towards Haverford or? No, it's okay. by in like the, that T9 area. It's by like okay. um, Buddha, if you guys okay. did that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that must have been a new one. Yeah, some of those yeah. runs are ridiculous, yeah. but yeah, they're I fun remember. To do. <clears throat> this was like an interesting Marcus story. There was a, a crazy hill. Um, basically, you take the back roads from Nova to Haverford, and we ran terrible this year. Like, didn't make it to NCs. And um, I was just—I don't know what I was doing around campus, but he just pulled me into his car, and it was just me and Marcus. And we started just driving around uh, those like back roads behind um, Lancaster, like headed down towards like the Haverford Way. And, just starts telling me this story about like when he was running and like training and stuff at Nova and he's like oh yeah like this ridiculous hill like just insane hill like almost like tennis nine but yeah. a little bit even more extreme and he'd be like oh yeah you see that hill I'm like yeah he's like oh me and Sydney Marie used to just do workouts up this hill it's a mile long and Mary his, his wife yeah, would, yeah. would pick him up at the top yeah drive him back down and I was like I don't know why you're sharing this with me, but yeah. I like if, if I love it, man. Yeah. Like it was awesome, but yeah. it was just like the folklore, you know. That, yeah, you know, he'll always give you like random stories. Yeah, like oh that. my yeah. god, yeah. <laughs> completely out of so nowhere, ridi- yeah. and that don't even like. You'll come in with an issue, yeah, and he'll start telling a story, and the story will somehow end with him breaking four, but have no relevance to <laughs> what what your issue I love to is. Know that my man but he not just changed. likes talking yeah. about it. Because I would come in and be like, "Yeah, I ran terrible, like in the five k on the track or something like that." And be like, "Oh, well, this one time at World Championships, I had a really bad race." And I'm like, "I can't, you know." It's like yeah. you try to relate, but it's yeah. just like he's yeah. just at such a different level. Yeah. So. No. Oh my god. Yeah. We love him. We love yeah, him. Yeah, he's got some good stories. It's man. funny, but, though, yeah. yeah. So, um, all right, so we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap up in uh, you know just a few minutes here, but. Um, you know, definitely with indoor track kind of starting up, you know, just kind of want to talk about like future plans for you guys. I mean, Liam, you had a huge run at Boston, you know, thirteen twenty one, uh, early December, like mid December, yeah, somewhere around December there, fourth or fifth, something like that. Yeah. Now that was like, what was it? The top twenty guys from NCs, like nineteen of them came out. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so indoor plans, things like that, and kind of in outdoors. I mean, it, it is a USA year, you know, it's Olympic year. Um, I gotta think that's in the back of your head and. Um, 
had a I had a customer in the other day. They were saying you're going to the Olympics. Really? Yeah. Do you, know, she, do you know who it was? I don't. She went to Allentown. Okay. She knew you and your brother. Oh, nice. Um, but she was like, yeah, he's trying out for the Olympics. Really? And I like didn't want to like get into like how that actually happens. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it someone uh, that has like a kid who ran or just comes? No, it was just, like I think she was around your age. Oh, okay. Yeah, her, her and her mom came in. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. funny. So I was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I didn't have to explain to her that you need to yeah, run certain yeah. times, you need to finish, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess from like a 2024 perspective, like, you know, um, what are, you know, kind of racing plans, goals, things like that. I don't mean to put you guys on the spot, but. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think, ne- the, I mean, you're racing at Ocean Beach to open up, but I think the next like big race for us will be Penn State. Okay. Um, that will do a mile there. And then I think I'm doing the middle of two miles. I, think I got okay. into that, which oh, is really awesome. cool. Yeah. Nice. So that's like a really big thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, I got sat down with Marcus and uh, Matt a little bit. Like after the 5K, when I, like I was taking my break, and we kind of like kind of just laid out um, mm-hmm. like what the rest of the year is gonna look like, and we kind of like I think the main focus will be the 1500 mm-hmm. outdoor. So we kind of figured though that like I guess a little bit towards the end of the last year around like NCAs outdoor um, in Texas, I kinda, like I kind of just I figured I was like drop my mods a little bit too much, and then by that time I just didn't really have that much left. So mm-hmm. I think this time uh, with this indoor, we're just gonna just focus on just kind of just building right through mm-hmm. um, and just building a really solid base for outdoor. So. I think they'll probably look at like look at, like they'll be me focusing more on the 5k and 3k mm-hmm. rather than doing like mile work. I think I started doing mile work last year around like February. Okay. I think it, we just thought it was too long to keep all that going through all the way to like June. So I think now we're gonna try to build a really strong base in mm-hmm. uh, the winter and kind of just use it as like just a training period as much as, as much as we could. Okay. And then yeah, just focus on outdoor. Cool. Yeah, I mean the mo- the the seasons you know knock on wood probably gonna be extended by. A little bit too with like USAs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, stuff, right? definitely. Hopefully, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah, the goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> Morgan, how about yourself? What's uh, twenty twenty four look like for you? Yeah, so definitely. Um, I'll be. I don't even know what I'm going to be focused on this year. Marcus yeah. kind of is like a little vague with me on it and doesn't want to like put anything like in my head. And he wants to kind of like leave it open to see what I'm actually going to be. Like he doesn't really know if I'm going to be a miler or five k or even ten k runner, mm. but he's just building like such a strong engine like yeah. giving me like just high volume workouts and everything but i know i'm going to be opening up at ocean breeze with like something easy i don't even know if i'm actually 100 percent doing that but mm-hmm. that's kind of on the schedule right now and then on the 27th like me and, Liam and like a couple other guys on the team were racing at penn state mm-hmm. in a mile which that should be paced really quickly and i feel like um the thing we're kind of just focusing on is just building the base and looking on towards outdoor but i know i'm running up 5k2 at valentine okay. uh 5k or 3k so okay. awesome. i'll look forward to that but besides that, i really have no clue and yeah. i just kind of follow and do whatever he tells me to do and sometimes run the best way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much it yeah awesome um a couple of listener questions and then um i got one question for you for both of you guys that we ask everybody um so listener questions i can't really tell you who um who sent this in because it would probably sway your um, uh, answer, but uh, anonymous asks, uh, "What's your favorite new fuel for workouts?" New fuel for workouts. The more in one hundred, more in calf gel probably mm-hmm. is usually yeah. like yeah. the best product there is. Like mm-hmm. we had two of the guys come in, and um, uh, the one guy Zach, he was like telling us about. Um, I do know Zach. Yeah, so yeah, Zach yeah, actually yeah. has a question. Oh, okay. I did yeah. an episode with Zach that'll probably come out after you. After you yeah, know, yeah, you know. no, it's like he was like showing us all the product. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, like easily one of the best things. And um, 
and then we and then yeah I yeah know. no i mean yeah we, we sat in for that presentation that was really cool so yeah we're starting to get into like the bicarb we did that yesterday yeah. Oh, okay yeah, 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 yeah. so hopefully like we, we haven't taken it before because you're not supposed to take it at a race anything over 15 minutes i think they mm -hmm. said so we weren't able to do it obviously in cross country but i mean yeah now i think we'll, we'll start using it in track so that should be pretty exciting yeah so, yeah if that plays a difference at all yeah but yeah, yeah. that's all yeah cool. he sent that in and i was like don't want to sway you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. I kind of assume. We love yeah, it. no, he, they're, they're, it's really good though. Like I, I started yeah. taking the gels before the races. Um, I, I can't really take the caffeine as much because yeah. I got like a, I don't know if I got like a cramp or I don't know if it was mm. like, just the cold air or what it was, but mm. the normal caffeine. I mean, I'm, I'm able to have the caffeine gels before a workout. It's fine, but mm. the normal gels I like a lot after yeah. uh, or before a workout. And then the, the powders they have. Have you ever had it? The yeah, like, yeah, the powders, yeah. the powders, the bars, the bars, the yeah, the bars are good too. But yeah, I feel I actually like noticed a difference though because the first time we had the the powder where you're mm. supposed that's what I think you're supposed to drink that in between your workout and like and you're supposed to finish it by the end of it mm. we did that like when we were doing eight by yeah. mile and I actually like noticed like a, a big difference in my legs I kind of like never really thought like a product like that would make a difference yeah, sure. it actually, yeah, yeah. It actually it helped yeah which is cool Zach's got to hook up that NIL deal or whatever you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be cool um all right couple more uh listener questions I don't know if it's one of your teammates, uh, Devin14340. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He asked, uh, what Clash Royale deck do you run, Liam? I don't know what that means. I had to Google it, Clash and I was like, Royale. oh, it's like a video game, right? Yeah, yeah. actually, I, th I said this on a, another one. I feel like <laughs> that game is like, I actually don't know if I know the, the deck off the top of my head, but that's just like, I'm sure when you guys were, um, like when you were doing cross country, I feel like there's just so much time on the bus this year. Like oh, we yeah. Were, yeah, we yeah. went to Virginia, like we drove there twice, so okay. for like the Invitational and then NCA. So that was like, five, I think it was like five hours both ways. <laughs> so yeah, there's just so much time on the bus that like in the airports too, when we're just like messing around. And yeah, I feel yeah. like there's just, like that game that we play that like this time of the year, we'll play it for like two months and then just dies off. Yeah. But we've been playing it for a little longer, but I can't answer that. I don't yeah. know off the top of my head, but my, what my deck is. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you're yeah. asking, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so one final listener question. This actually came from a, a shop that we're friendly with down in uh, Greenville, um, South Carolina. So they asked, uh, what's your all-time favorite training shoe? Um, everyday mileage. I just said it's the Pegasus. Okay. I, think I came in here like my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you actually, when I like I walked back and forth like right over here, mm -hmm. and you like looked at my foot and gave three options. I think it was like a Pegasus. Brooks and one other shoe mm -hmm. and honestly that was like the Pegasus was like the least comfortable but I just wanted to wear Nike right, right. <laughs> like I just wanted to, that, was, that was a shoe that was a brand I just wanted to wear but I mean once I started wearing those that's like the one I've been with and yeah. it helps that like the school is Nike too sure. that I went yeah, yeah. into but I'd and say she's been around forever too I mean, yeah like that's like definitely the, the I mean what works for me I don't get hurt or anything with that it's just a comfortable shoe I like doing all my mileage in. but yeah. I guess probably if we're talking about like workouts that we started mm -hmm. using it's probably like the tempo and extra sense yeah. for the vapor flies that's like okay. what we use yeah that was yeah. A, that's a really good shoe to work out in okay yeah, yeah. yeah. You, uh pro oh nike infinity reacts like okay. the original ones like with the sock up the ogs i like yeah. the ogs yeah without a I doubt like yeah i was so i story with that is like i tried to copy my friend john okay. and like run in what he was running in and i ended up really liking them and they worked really well and i didn't get injured in them and then i like whenever I'm like working at the shop or anything and I have to sell a shoe and they need a stability shoe, mm -hmm. I just automatically give them Nikes and people love them. Yeah, yeah, so, cool. Yeah. Um, so staying on that shoe topic, one one final question that, that we like to ask all of our guests. Um, we did it in like old podcast days and new podcast days. So if you had the opportunity to name a running shoe after yourself, what would it be and why? 
what would be the even, name of the shoe? Yeah, what would the name of the shoe be? And I mean, if you want to go really deep, you can even say like what type of shoe. You know, like you're the product line manager, so you get to create a shoe. You don't have to create it from scratch. Like some people were like, I feel fast. So it I'm would look like speed day shoe, and it would have like the support of like an Infinity React. Okay. But the look of like a like one of the whatever peg was out during 20. 20, 2021, whatever peg was out during then. Like 38 or something like that. Yeah, kind yeah, but so look like that. Oh, wow. But then have a plate in it. All right, all right. And then <laughs> <laughs> put a plate in it, and then it would be black mm. and gold. Okay. And it would be called like M dot or some shit like that. M dot. Yeah. <laughs> what is the what's the what's the reason behind uh, that? Demon on timing. What's that? Demon on timing. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Um, Liam, how about you? Oh, um, I don't know what like the actual, the actual model would look like. Yeah. But, you know, like the saying, like "Live in the fast lane." Mm -hmm. I feel like all my high school friends would just say that as a joke to yeah. me, like in high school. So I'd probably say something along the lines of that. But I don't know the actual like model. I all guess right. something similar to the pegs because I've been wearing those for the, sure. the longest time. But yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, as for a play on like V dot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Jack Daniels. Right. <laughs> so, all righty, guys. So we'll wrap up tonight. Um, really want to thank you guys both for your time. I know uh, you guys are starting to ramp up for um, second semester here. So I appreciate you guys giving some of us your time, um, or us some of your time, I should say. Um, but before we let you guys go, um, you want to let the people know where to, to find you? Um, Instagram? Uh, yeah. Marco Langan is my Instagram. Uh, easy just enough. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah mine's uh, Liam.Murphy underscore. Okay, cool. So, alrighty, guys, I want to thank you again. Um, and before we sign off, don't forget to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it with friends and family. Uh, until next time, this has been another episode of What's Inside the Box presented by Runners High. Thank you all for joining us. We will catch up with you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. That was good. Yeah, it was all fun.